Welcome to another episode of Grab Some Pine Meat, a podcast about Giants baseball by Giants fans for Giants fans. I'm joined today by my brother, Jesse. Jesse, yes. how's it going? It's going well. I am so excited for this Saturday, the first spring training game. If it doesn't rain out, I saw a report today that there might be rain down there on Saturday. Oh, no, that'd be a bummer. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to sitting on the couch and listening to <laughs> listening to John Miller. Just his is John his, is John getting the call? I'm pretty sure it's John and Dave. Uh, okay. I could be wrong. I mean, but I'm pretty sure it's John. And I'm looking forward to that. So if it gets rained out, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> it's kind of out of it's kind of out of my control, but. I'm going to be upset. No, I, I, I'm super I'm super excited for spring training to get rolling. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, doing good. I've just uh, been reading, picked up this book by Keith Law, Smart Baseball, um, reading some of that, and it talks about analytics. It's just fun to kind of dive into that world um, leading up to, to the 2020 season. And um, like you said, spring training is right around the corner. Uh, well, spring training's already started. Spring training games are right around the corner, yeah. and um, I'm yeah, me too. I'm excited to see how some of these prospects uh, shape shape up over the spring training, and also see how some of the veteran guys uh, look going into this season. Um, I do want to ask you because it's big news in baseball world right now. Um, what are your thoughts on Houston Astros and and the sign stealing? Yeah, no, I, I mean, it is big news. It's not new news. We just, you know, the couple episodes we've done, we haven't talked about it. I, when it first came out, I, you know, had a pretty strong opinion about it. I still do. I still think it was ridiculous, you know, what they did just to the extent, like all the reports coming out about how in-depth it was with the front office and just how, you know, how how well how planned out this thing was and right. intentional. So that kind of fired me up, but I I really got upset. You know what drove me to the edge was their crappy apology. Their attempt at an apology the other day was awful. Right, just not genuine. Um, Jim Crane, the owner, just saying that. Oh, you know it didn't affect the outcome of the game, and then two minutes later saying I never said it didn't affect the outcome of the game. The guy uh, they can't get their story straight. It's a mess. It is a mess. It is bad for baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I hope it's just them, but the truth of the matter is, you know, there's probably other teams that have explored this. I mean, Stein's, uh, sign stealing has been a part of the game for forever. It's going to happen. Um, it's just they took it too far with the technology, and it's just, it's really, it's really interesting to hear all the, right now, now that spring training is going to hear all the players react from the other teams. I mean, guys like Trevor Bauer. Oh my word! They, yeah. he's letting them have it. Uh, the fact that Mike Trout came out and really kind of put the pressure on uh, the Astros, and and then Robert Manfred about the punishment. I mean, that's huge for the game's best player. Right. And the, the face of and, yeah, I think. Because yeah. you know, I, I'll let you respond, but I, in a little bit, I, I want to talk about Manfred's role in this um, because I. Through this whole process, yeah, I'm frustrated that the Astros did this and that it took three years for us to find out about it and they got away with it. But really, it has shown me as a baseball fan that we have the wrong person in the commissioner's office and it worries me about the future of the game. So I want to hear your response on the Astros, but I do want to talk about 
Mr. Manfred get to here old a little Rob. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, my concern with it is you look at, um, you know, just got done watching Ken Burns baseball documentary and nice. Uh, yeah. The, you know, the last episode it's going well, the last two episodes dives pretty heavily oh, yeah, into the, the steroids. Steroid steroid yeah. Yep. And a similar situation there, um, you know, different different way of cheating the game, but uh, you're presented, you know, Rob Manfred's presented with this problem. Baseball's presented with this problem of cheating, and it's it is it's uh, the baseball world's watching. How is what's yeah. the response going to be? Uh, are they going to crack down hard so that this doesn't get out of control? Because I think you're right. I mean, just like the steroid era, it's like oh, you know comes out that Jose Canseco and, you know, McGuire yeah. and those guys. But then all of a sudden mm-hmm. we start to learn I mean, this problem is huge and it's yeah. pervading the whole game, you know, and it's right. um, that's that's my concern with this sign stealing thing is, man, if, if Houston did it, who else is out there right. using these using technology to um, get an edge up in, in the yeah. game? But um I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. I, I hope we can move past it and get on with the baseball season. But I do think a lot of it right now is just falling on, on Rob Manfred. And I think that the players are responding the way they are because they're not cracking down hard. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about that because, you know, Manfred's all worried about and he's telling, you know, he's t- telling all these uh, all the, the teams and the general managers and. And, you know, Dusty Baker's calling out. I love Dusty. Okay. Dusty Baker's great. He's saying, you know, hey. Toothpick. Yeah, the toothpick. Manfred, he's saying, Manfred, protect protect my, my players. And the reason they're getting this reaction and probably going to get hit all the time next year is because the league has done nothing. I, I think it's ridiculous that there's not a single player who's not suspended at all this year. I think that is ridiculous there's you're telling me there's 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 no way you do a thorough investigation like that and can't find specific specific incidences with specific players right i guarantee you they did so why isn't someone like if altuve is guilty of it why is he playing this year if you go out and mlb i know it was years ago but they still hold true to this with pete rose right the dude gets banned from the league completely you have nothing to do with baseball with the MLB um, because of his gambling which in comparison I think this is far and away worse it didn't affect the outcome of a game right yeah no and and for him to be banned from baseball and for none not even a single player to get a punishment I I get the perspective of saying like okay well how can we, we can't punish the whole team how would that even work but you, they had to have found specific incidences where, like, a certain player is is, is taking advantage of this. Thing. There has to be right. that. And so that just blows my mind. And it just, to me, it just opens the, it just, like I said earlier, it just shows me as a baseball fan that, that Mr. Rob is not the right person in the office. It's coming out that he's not even a fan of the game. He doesn't right. even like baseball. He's just a lawyer who got this job. He right. called the commissioner's trophy. That is named after his job, a piece of metal. Yeah. Just I okay, I get it from someone who's not invested in baseball. Okay, yeah, it's a piece of metal. But if you're a player, if you're a manager, if you're a fan of the game, that trophy means something, just like in any sport. So for the commissioner, the guy running the game, 
to say that and just to respond the way he's responding and just giving out this weak punishment and all these changes that have been building up that he wants to make. Now I'm realizing that he really doesn't care about the game. He just cares about the, the bottom line. And it just really irks me and frustrates me. And the sad part is he'll probably stay in that role because the owners are the ones who get to choose whether he stays or goes. And he's probably going to make them money. So the game's going to change. Cheating's going to go on. And we're going to have a commissioner who doesn't care about baseball running the game. And it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if, I was, <laughs> if I was a pitcher, I'd be hitting the Astros right now. Right. It's first game well, spring training. Boom. You, you know, you know that's going to happen, and you know that the the crackdown on the pitchers is going to be it's going to be out of balance. They're going to crack down right. on the pitchers when the Astros didn't exactly. You know, the players really, didn't uh, get any sort of punishment. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought with the way you know Alex Cora was fired, um, AJ Carlos Hinch Beltran. was fired, Carlos Beltran was let go from the Mets. Um, you know, I thought maybe, okay, wow, the, like the owners are responding to this, um, but it just stayed at that coach's level. It didn't, it didn't come right. down to the players. And I agree with you. I mean, for for the fan to sit there and think, you know, I, I don't remember who it was, but one of the Astros players was saying that, uh, yeah, Jose Altuve just he chose not to participate in the cheating. It's like that's a bunch of bull. Yeah, There's they no all. Way. Yeah. You know, they were using that, and they, and the investigation showed that they were using it into the playoffs. And yeah, there's yeah. there, Manfred needs to do something. Hey, and, and do you? I have a question. Do you do you believe the that their the their statement of saying we did not use buzzers? Do you believe that at all? No, that's like Barry yeah. Bonds saying that he thought the cream was, um, you know, yeah. anti-inflammatory cream. Yeah. You know, the there's clear. A, and like, there's <laughs> there's a picture of Josh Reddick. With a wire taped to his chest, he said yeah. it's confetti. Right. Why the heck does Jose Altuve not want his teammates to rip his jersey off? Now they're right. saying, "Oh, it's because he had some some ugly right. tattoo." Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're not thinking when you hit a home run like that in that big of a game. You are not thinking about your tattoo. Right. The only reason you would not want someone to take your shirt off is if you really want to hide something that is really important to you. Not this stupid tattoo. It's a bunch yeah. of. And I honestly, I hate to say this, but I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if the investigation found some evidence of that and they're They're deciding to to sweep it. Yeah. I, I, cause I don't understand how they would not find that. Right. I don't understand. I don't, cause yeah, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think you're right. And that, that's scary. That's a scary thought because do they really care then? They don't want to. If that's if 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 that if evidence is true that they wore buzzers, that takes it to another level. Oh, that's yeah. And that's, that probably means revoking the trophy. That probably means all those players are done. They have. They'd have to be. They'd have to be. Yeah. If you're going to for their careers for life, and you and they yeah, don't want to have to. They don't want to go down that road. I don't. I don't think they want. They think it's bad for the game because the right. Astros are a good team. They're making the league money. Jose Altuve is making the league young, money. Correa is yeah. making exactly. It's. It's all money and it's ridiculous. But hey, let's <laughs> before I lose it completely. <laughs> Move on from Rob Manfred. Yeah, this is yeah. this is a this is a Giants podcast. So That's let's right. <laughs> let's zone in on the Giants. Hey, I've been uh, paying a lot of attention to these like last few days with the, their practices, and I've been seeing some crazy workouts. Have you been seeing what they've been doing down there? Uh, I haven't really. No, I, I mean I was I've been following 
a little bit on yeah. uh, like you know Cueto. They they had a response right. on Cueto's uh, session the other day. And, um, but no, I haven't yeah, well, been you, looking at the. You kind of have to. That's really. You kind of have to do what I do, and I, I follow some of the like the beat reporters, their Instagram pages, and they'll oh, post okay. stuff like videos. They're doing these crazy workouts where. Um, there one Alex Pavlovich who that works for NBC Bay Area. He posted video of this catcher's drill where they paired up the catchers in two and they had to share one glove and they kept putting balls in the machine to, to do pop-ups. And so they had to quickly catch it, give the glove to the other guy, communicate just high energy. Um, <laughs> there, they hired these umpires instead of just uh, pitchers throwing bullpens they're throwing bullpens that. with an umpire yeah, I, I i like that that is to me that is i'm super excited about the changes that they're making it's 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 and then the reports of the the veteran players like loving it and buying in and i think uh i think it's exciting i'm, I'm i think it's a good change of pace for this team and it i think it could reap good benefits because they're really diving in on this um, de- player development at every level, including the big leagues. And I think, you know, I love Bochi, but I think they got a little com- comfortable or had the old school approach of these guys are men, you know, like Longoria, Posey, Crop. They're men. Let them handle their craft. Right. But, you know, maybe we'll look at the video room. But, like, the way they're running it and they plan on running it from what they're talking about is super exciting. And it's just like one week in and all these videos are showing these unique workouts and they have all these cameras out there tracking spin rate and all this stuff so i'm i'm pretty i wish i could just go down there and watch it just looks exciting yeah um yeah i saw some uh you know along those lines i saw there was some article i read um where they were talking about one of the coaches is looking at uh you know they have all this information now on even just how big of a lead a runner's taking and like the pop-up rate of a catcher when he comes out of his squat and um, like the accuracy rate of a pitcher throwing over to first base and wow. trying to take that data. And, you know, you think of guys like Hamilton and, um, you know, it, who knows if that translates into more stolen bases or more aggressive base running. But, you know, baseball is a game of inches. And if you can take a, you know, a bigger lead, I just think it's interesting. They're, they certainly seems like they're taking a more broad um, approach to the game and trying, you know, yeah. trying new things and I think sometimes in an organization um, that's you know like you said I think there was a little bit of that um, getting stuck in the way that they were doing it and sometimes it's you know it's Giants have had what two and a half pretty dismal years I mean last year there were mm-hmm. spurts of right. of good stuff but it's you know it's you gotta shake it up <laughs> yeah, so I yeah agree. it's cool to see that yeah so hey let's um I think last week, or uh, I think our last episode was about a week and a half ago. We're doing this one. Typically, we'll do Saturdays, but we're doing this one a little early because the first game of spring training is on Saturday. Um, but uh, last time, we, we talked about a lot of the competitions that we're excited to see during camp. How, you know, the question is, okay, where's Dubon going to end up? Where's Sol- What's going to happen with Solano or Yolmer Sanchez? Or is, you know, Wilmer Flores, is he going to play a lot of first base? All this stuff. And, um so we kind of already talked about that, but uh, in this episode, we are going to talk about uh, three players each um, that we are uh, really excited to see what happens this spring with. Um, and so what we'll do, Shane, is I'll say um, one, and I actually wrote down an honorable mention. Um, so if you want to add nice. an honorable mention to your list, 
Um, I'm going to start with my honorable mention. So I don't mean to throw us through a loop, but I'm sure maybe you could, maybe you could think of someone, but so I have four players, I guess that I'm really intrigued with uh, this spring, just excited to see. So my honorable mention that I'm going to be paying attention, attention to is Tyler Beatty. Um, just what he's what he did last year. You've, you've always been big on Tyler Beatty. I I I'm believe, sorry. I don't, I don't think that that guy. I don't think he's gonna. I, I believe, don't think he's gonna turn into a good pitcher. I don't. Really? Okay. Well, I I believe. Yeah, I know we were Shane and I. Um, I'm speaking to the audience here. Shane and I we uh, went down to spring training last year, which was amazing. It's the first time either of us have ever been. We we tried to figure out a way to go this year, but just. Just wasn't wasn't in the stars. Um, we're gonna go next year though. I think that's the plan. Um, but down there last year, I was like, "Oh, BD's pitching. You know, he's this is the year." And <laughs> he had his moment. And spring, he, he was moments. dominant in spring training, and I was so excited. Uh, he had his moments last year, especially towards the end. He really started to look really good. And um, he's the type of player that, at least from what I've read and heard him interviewed, is always looking for ways to maybe reinvent himself. And so he's talking about, you know, along with the pitching coaches there, having him throw his breaking pitches more. So his curveball and his changeup, which both of those pitches are really good. So with that fifth spot in the rotation open, um, you know, I'm pretty, you know, guaranteed spots for Cueto, Samarja, Gosman. I would say Smiley, you know, unless he just does terrible this spring, he would have a spot in the rotation. <clears throat> so that fifth spot's open, and I am, like I said last time, I'm rooting for Beatty to win that spot. They need a young guy. It's time for him. He's 26, I believe. He was a top draft pick. It's time for him to step up. But maybe you're right. I hope not. But he's he's my honorable mention <laughs> for uh, right. who I'm looking forward to. Did, did you have enough time to put, pick an honorable mention there? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw one in. Okay. Um, I think... I'm going to go with Yolmer Sanchez for oh. my honorable mention. Um, you know, I thought I was surprised when they picked him up. I think it was a good pickup. I mean, defensively, he's great. Won yeah. gold glove last year. His bat is the question mark. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've read a few things that this, I mean, like most players, they make adjustments in the offseason. It's a game of adjustments. You have to make adjustments. But right. um, I'm curious to see how his bat um, shows up this spring and see, you know, where he, I think he makes the team. Um, I don't think you brought him, would bring him over if, if you didn't think he had a really good shot of making the team. Um, although I mean, they did sign him on a minor league deal. So, um, but yeah, just curious to see how he, you know, I think that's the one battle that's going to be, um, really intriguing this spring is, is that second base, backup infield or utility infield or role on the team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's certainly in that mix so yeah. who's yeah. uh where do, are we going are we going in order we're, we're going like that's why three I, up I, to one that's kind of how <laughs> i operate number one most excited player <laughs> i right. get that i get that from our father you know that's right. our dad uh, is really into ranking things and so um, I get that from him. I'm I'm similar to that. So I like to rank players. I used to rank like college basketball teams back in the day before the rankings would come out. So, uh, yeah, that's how I operate. So my my number three player that I'm really um, interested in seeing how he does this year is or in spring is is Mauricio Dubon for a few reasons. Um, and we kind of touched on this last time, but 
I'm really interested interested to see what they do with him, where they put him this spring, how much time he um, gets in center field or maybe corner outfield spots. I don't I don't know, and and I'm intrigued because they've got it seems like it's you know landlocked <laughs> in the middle infield, especially with Pablo. All these reports of Pablo looking really healthy, uh, way ahead of schedule on his um, Tommy John recovery. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll be ready sooner than we thought, and so. The question is, okay, are they going to keep all these guys, Pablo, um, Dubon, Yolmer Sanchez, Wilmer Flores, um, and then uh, Donovan Solano? And, and to me, I think Solano is the one who probably has the most to be worried about. But Dubon does have minor league options. So there's a very good chance um, he could end up in AAA. But I'm really excited about him because I think they want him to earn a spot. They really want him to push to just force them to make that choice and not rely on his options and send him down um, because he's the type of player that could play anywhere. And that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, the versatility, the his age, he's young, he's quick, he's um, athletic, and he's got a good bat. Had good, his power numbers jumped up quite a bit last year in AAA. Um, so I'm just really intrigued by him as a player in general. Um, and just I think he could be a huge asset for this team if he has a good spring. So I'm rooting for him, and I'm really interested interested just to see what they do with him this year. Yeah, I think that's that's a good pick. Out of babe. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go my my third most intriguing uh, for doing ranking here is uh, is the Giants' Rule Five pick, Danny Jimenez. Uh, I think this bullpen Danny. this bullpen is is you know anybody's ball game at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Tony Watson's pretty pretty much a lock mm-hmm. um, in the bullpen. But other than that, I really don't think anybody is guaranteed a spot. And so being a Roll 5 draft pick, if he does not make the team and stick on the on the 26-man roster the whole year, mm-hmm. he has to be offered back. Um, right. I believe they claimed him from the Blue Jays. I think you're right. I think is what it was. But um, anyways, he's super intriguing to me last year in the minor leagues. Uh, and granted, this was uh, he didn't go above double uh, A. Okay. Uh, so it's you know lower levels, That's but pretty, still he, pretty typical with a Rule Five draft that they're lower level guys. Right. Been, a, been around for a while. Right, but just read off some of his numbers last year. Um, in relief, he was seven and three with a two point five nine ERA in fifty nine mm-hmm. innings pitched. He had ninety three strikeouts. What? And a WHIP of one point one two. Um, he, he almost averaged two strikeouts per nine. Yeah, ninety-three strikeouts in fifty-nine innings, and I That's let me ridiculous. check his walks. I think his walks were twenty walks. Wow. So, um, wow, little that high is... on the walks, but not. But the ratio. I mean, ninety-three strikeouts to. That's incredible. That means he has yeah. nasty stuff. That's right. Even at that level, that's ridiculous. Wow. Right. So that's just an intriguing piece to me, just because. Yeah. He is the rule five guy, and so. You know they're going to take an extra long look at him, right. um, because if they don't bring him on the team, then they have to let him go. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 my pick. Yeah, I'm if I'm being honest, it. yeah, if I'm being honest, I kind of totally forgot about him. The Rule Five draft happened so long ago that I forgot they they picked him up. And uh, last year, I believe they drafted a couple guys. I remember being down at spring. Ah, uh, Ferg- Ferguson, I think was his name. A guy from AAA who had a really high on base percentage. I was really excited about. He didn't pan out. Uh, Travis Bergen was a reliever that I think made the team. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, but then he got hurt or something, and so he's no longer 
with the Giants. But that's a good pick. I'm I am he's my honorable mention mention. <laughs> uh, you're gonna start extending the list. I could have made a list of ten or more. So. Yeah. All right. Well, my uh, my number two is uh, Billy Hamilton, um, for the main reason of if he has a good spring, he's gonna make this team, and he's going to get time in center field, and that position is intriguing for me for the Giants this year because I think Yastrzemski's gonna get time out there. I think Dubon's gonna get some time out there, but none of they do not have that center fielder unless Duggar comes out. And, you know, he's, an, he's another guy I could have put on this list. I'm really interested in Duggar, too. But unless he unless Duggar comes out and just has an amazing spring training, I think center field's wide open. And I think they're looking to mix and match and give some innings to Yaz out there, some to Dubon. But if Hamilton could prove – if he could be just an okay bat, <laughs> then I think he's a good piece to have. If he could just get on base – a decent amount of time, his speed and his defense, and he could be a huge asset for this team. So um, I think he's got a really good – I think they're going to look at him for a long time too. He's got a really good shot, I think, to make this team. But, I mean, if he goes two for 35, he won't be making the team. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does and if he can work him work himself out a spot here um, before spring training's over. So that that's my number two. There you go, number two. Um, my number two <laughs> is uh, Jalen Davis, outfielder. Oh, okay. Got a little bit of time last year up with the big league club and didn't do too terribly Did well. squat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, goodness gracious, you look at his yeah. power numbers from the minor leagues last year, and mm-hmm. they just jump out of the page it's like yes what he had 35 bombs last year yeah in like uh let me look at the games how many games did he play i mean all the all the writers wow 126 games he had 35 home runs um what was his average on base percentage 397 wow uh slugging all the writers percentage was 590 so yeah i mean he um, in Sacramento, it was 686 slugging percentage. Jeez. So, I mean, if he could be, can you imagine if he makes the club and turns into this year's version of Yaz? Uh, then you've awesome. got, and if Yaz, Carl Yastrzemski is, you know, anything like he was last year, then you've got all of a sudden there, you've got two outfield pieces yeah. that, um, that Did you, you can well, build off of. Did you call him Carl on accident right there? Did I really? It sounded like you said Yaz, uh, Carl Yastrzemski. I probably did. <laughs> That's okay. Carl. Hey, if he could be like Carl, I'm taking that. Home, a home run by Hunter Pence's good friend, Buster <laughs> Posey. Yeah, that was such a such a John Miller moment right there. Oh, Carl, Carl Yastrzemski's grandson, Mike. Mike. <laughs> I, I oh, would not be surprised if that happens with John this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I thought I heard it. I was like, oh, I mean... I mean, I hope I hope he could play like his grandpa again. That would be yeah. awesome. Like I told yeah. you, I just got done watching Ken Burns baseball. Uh, Carl Carl was highlighted on there a bit. There you go. That, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. All Sorry. Right. What, what were you roll. saying about Jalen? Well, I was just saying. I mean, if if he is a big if, but if he could be that surprise player this year, then 
Um, I mean, man, you've been looking for a corner outfielder with pop for so long. Yeah. You know, since Pons left, really. Seriously. I mean, I guess Pence had a couple years there in right hey, fielder. Hey, don't, don't forget about Fred Lewis. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Lewis Freddy. was my guy, dude. Yeah, I, he was. I love Fred Lewis. He was never the great, like, never lived up to, I mean, the poor guy had to always be under Bonds' shadow, but right. everybody thought, oh, Fred Lewis. I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't He didn't pan out, that's for sure. No, no. I mean, that um, would be amazing if Jalen Davis could produce like that. I just, yeah. I know it's I, mean, I think his. I think his chances of making the team are, um, they're there. They're a little bit slim, I think, after Pence signing the, the major league deal and yeah. Hamilton signing uh, the minor league deal. But I do think they give him an extra long look just because of that power, and they don't. The Giants right. haven't. They don't have that, you know. And so, if you could add that to this team, man, what a big difference that could make. Yeah, and I, so I, I think he'll. I think he'll be one of those guys. I think, like I said in previous episodes, that twenty-six spot in the roster is going to be rotating a lot, and I think he's a guy that will probably start the year in AAA. But if he does what he did last year. I think they'll be quick to pull the trigger with him, especially if, you know, they give the job to Hamilton and a month goes by and Hamilton's hitting 120, you know, boom, they're right. gonna, they're gonna bring in Davis. Um, so yeah, no. I, Do I, you I, real quick on him? They got him from the Twins, um, in the Sam Dyson deal, right? Yes, I am. I'm pretty pretty sure you said. I'm not. I mean, I'm pretty sure that is um, that is accurate. Yeah, I think and they got him in the Sam Dyson deal. I'm pretty. Yeah, which, I'm. Which is a great trade. <laughs> Could be an awesome trade, yeah. Because I think Sam Dyson's in some trouble with the law. I don't want to <laughs> rub his name in the dirt, but I saw something. So, um, but I, yeah, I mean, if we take a second to look back, some of those trades, the Pomeranz for Dubon, you right. know, that this one, it could be, it could be, you know, great trades. So, right. yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about just their outfield in general. It's just interesting this year. Um, yeah, so my numero uno, my number one, um, I guess could be su- a surprising pick, uh, being that he is someone that's been around for a long time. He's very cherished in the hearts of many <laughs> Giants fans. But gosh dang it, I am so excited to see what Buster can do this spring. I am With so, a healthy hip. I'm, I've been hearing so many things from these riders. Now, granted, you know, maybe, maybe they're just you know, drinking the Kool-Aid down there. I don't know. But I've heard he's he's his lower half is looking very strong, very active, and very um, you know, he's able to move that lower half through his swing, which if you look at what he did last year, there was many times where it just looked like it was all arms and yeah. he was rolling the ball over to shortstop. Yeah, and, he looked like he had nothing behind him. Exactly. So, um, and I've even noticed just some of the clips I've seen of him in batting practice and I've all, I wonder if he bought in a little bit to the launch angle talk because it looks like there's a little bit more of a dip um, and a little bit more of an angle on his bat, which, I mean, if that makes him hit 15 home runs this year, that's great. I've also heard there, you know, I remember going to Giants games, you know, in the last few years watching batting practice and Buster was always working so hard on driving the other way, opposite field, opposite field, opposite field. Apparently, they're saying that he's not doing much of that at all so far in spring. That the coaches are really wanting him to pull the ball, mm. and I think they're and they're trying to have him hit with power. So, I'm interested. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think the hip has played a role the last couple of years for sure. 
Um, and I can't imagine coming off a of surgery and then sitting in the in a catcher's position for you know three hours and being expected to hit you know like he used to. I I I feel for that guy. I feel for someone having to do that and with all those expectations. But now that he's more healthy um, and maybe with some changes, who knows? I'm really excited because it. Here's the thing. I've said this already, but I think the Giants have a shot to really surprise people this year. And maybe that's just me, how I get every February. Like every, every spring, this is hey, the year, man. man. The Giants, well, they're going to turn it around. Eventually, I was right. In 2010, I was finally <laughs> right by saying that. I'm, yeah, 2008, oh, they're going to do it this year. <laughs> but 2010 came around, they did it. So, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to make a prediction like that. All I'm saying is I think they're going to compete this year. I think they're going to be a lot. They, these projections have been winning 69 games. I don't believe that. They're a better team than that. Um, and I think if Buster can come out, and I'm not saying, hey, be who he used to be, but if he could come out and give you a solid, productive year from the plate, he's already going already gonna to give you a ton of value from when he's catching. But if he could you know, hit 290 and hit 12 home runs and drive in 70 RBIs and have an on-base of 340, I think you could hit him into two the two spot or even push him back to like sixth in the lineup or something, I think that would be huge for this team. Don't put him in the cleanup spot. Don't put him batting third. Move him around. But I am very excited to see uh, what he can do this spring. And then it sounds like I heard a report that he's going to play on the first day, which is unheard of in past years. It's like he used to not play for the first (laughs) week and a half. But it sounds like he's going to play. And same with Belt and guys like that. So – um, I'm really excited about Buster, so I'm really hoping yeah. that he could have a, a good spring and a, and a really good year this year. Yeah, so you look at, just real quick, look at Buster's career numbers. His career OPS is 826, which is Great number. on-base plus slugging percentage. Last right. year it was 688. Whew. His career slugging, 456. Last year, 368. Wow. His career on-base, 370. Last year was 320. So if he could get back to close to career averages, I mean, he had, so in his MVP season, you know, he, his OPS was 957. So he, you know, you're not going to see that again, but if he could get it back up, um, closer to those, closer to those averages, I mean, my goodness, he is such an impactful player. And then he still, the defense still plays, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, He he had a good year last year defensively when he was healthy. And then, and then just the role he plays with the pitching staff too is so huge. And so, yeah, if he could just, if he could just do what, you know, or I mean, basically I'm saying he's, he's primed for a comeback season. Last year was bad from the bat and I don't think he was healthy. So he's prime, but like you said, if he could just get closer to those career averages, that makes a huge difference in the lineup. Every, every night having a guy like that in there is a huge difference. Yeah. So who's I your agree. number one? So my number one, I'm gonna go um, love love me some Buster Posey. I hope, man, I hope he turns it around and has a, you know, yeah. has a great year. Um, but my number one intriguing player for me is Joey Bart. And, uh, oh, Buster's replacement is what you're Buster's saying. replacement. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I've I've spent enough time as a Giants fan being a an optimist and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. On this one, I'm 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 feeling a little bit pessimistic about some of the older guys, and 
you know, every year they come in and they're excited and they say yeah. that they feel better and all this, but you don't really know until the games start. Yeah. Um, I, bu- you, I buy into it. I, I, I believe in, the, I believe everything they say. That's my problem. <laughs> Good. Well, you're a fan. That's what fans yeah. are supposed to do. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but then you got this guy, Joey Bart knocking on the door. He's 23 years old. Um, I just think, why wait? You know, yeah. he's the guy's torn it up every place he's gone from college to the minors. And as he's working up the minors, uh, mm-hmm. Arizona fall league. I mean, the guy just, he just is a good player and he needs to be in the big leagues. And you look at these other teams across the league, they're not waiting for guys to be, you know, yeah. 24, 25 years old. They're bringing guys up 21, 22, 23. Um, you know, this is a guy that he has experience, you know, and he has right. um, proven experience. So why, when you have a bat like that in your system, why would you wait? Um, I mean, obviously they're going to probably wait because they want to see if Buster um, still has another year or two in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, part of me hopes that Bart just comes out and forces yeah. the issue <laughs> and, well, I, and I, you trade belt. Yeah. And, well, that's, yeah. And you stick Posey at first or something. I don't know. That's probably well, not the solution. But here's the thing. Well, I, this is what I think they're. I think what they're gonna. What this is. If Buster does well, if Buster comes back and is playing solid, I don't see them trying to trade Buster or you know letting his time fall, especially when he's playing really well. I think what they're hoping for in an ideal world is that Belt shows value in the first half of the year, um, and they're able to to trade him. And make that move to Posey to first. I I don't know if that's the best idea, but I can't think of a, any other solution. Especially, I mean, if Buster's not playing well, then maybe it's time, you know, to move him uh, to a backup role or whatever. But if he's playing well, the only option I think is to try to get some value out of Belt and see what you can get in a trade and then make that make that move back. And keep Posey in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Posey's so important to just the team and the franchise. But who you know, I don't know, with this new regime, it could it could be different. I, I hope not though. Right. I would rather see Belt go. I like Belt. I'm on the side of like thinking Belt's actually a good player, but um of the belt wars as they call it. But <laughs> I would rather see Half him go time. than best. Half of the time he's a good player. Yeah. Half yeah. of the time he's just a pouty giraffe. <laughs> Sorry, I love you, Brandon Belt, but a pouty yeah, hopefully Goodness he never, gracious. Hopefully he never listens to this podcast. <laughs> a pouty giraffe, wow. Um yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I'm interested as well to see what Bart can do. Um uh, that was my theory of what of what they'll do with it, but like you said, I mean if why wait? I, something the Giants have always done, I feel like, is is wait a long time for their guys. Um, yep. I think I think they need to follow the suit of some of these other organizations that are just like, I mean, Juan Soto from the Nationals, uh, the Braves, you know, pulling these guys up young because they're good. They're ready. Right. Well, especially when you, you know, the Giants, their farm system has been down for a bit, but now you've got these guys that, right. um, you know, Elliot Ramos and, mm-hmm. um, oh, goodness, Luciano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Luciano's eighteen and Ramos. Uh, well, is I understand that, but and, yeah, 20? yeah, Ramos is twenty. Okay. Um, but those are good. I mean, they should be they should be on the fast track. I mean, right. If they keep doing what they're doing, there's no reason you wait until they're twenty three or twenty four years old. Oh, hundred percent, I agree. So, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think yeah, that's that's been another thing with this off season or this last year that we've really seen their um, their farm system really pick up. So, well, yeah. to recap, the eight guys we're excited about are Beatty, Sanchez, Jimenez, Dubon, Hamilton, Davis, Buster, and Joey Bart, as well as many more. I could have talked about Hunter Pence. I could have talked about. Um, the reliever, the uh, Tyler Rogers, the submarine guy, I'm really. Okay, interested. now you're just now you're just <laughs> now you're just creating a longer list, Dad. You you oh don't. <laughs> I, I yeah, <laughs> I am like Dad. My twenty seventh favorite <laughs> uh, Giants prospect oh, is. Man. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's good. It is exciting. I'm. Yeah. I, I mean, spring training is always exciting, but I do think there's some legitimacy to the excitement this year. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll be proved wrong, but hopefully we'll be proved right. Yep, I would agree with that. Cool, Shane. Well, that's it Our, uh, just for everybody listening, um, which I've received stats on our thing that we have a listener in Denmark. Hello. Um, I don't know what you know language they speak there, but obviously this person speaks English. And then uh, a listener in Chile. So, I mean, that's pretty cool that we got... We're worldwide. We're worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you're listening and you're from one of those countries, uh, hi. We're, we're glad you're here. Um, but we're going to start on, I believe, March 7th or something like that, whatever that Saturday is that week. Um, we're going to try to do weekly episodes um, talking about, you know, I mean, we'll start talking about spring training, what's going on, how it's progressing. And then once the season rolls around, a lot of those episodes will just be us talking about what happened that week or, you know, pop, you know, near the trade deadline, what's going to happen, all this stuff. So we're really excited about this whole season. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm really excited about it. So, Shane, I will see you, uh, or, well, I'll talk to you <laughs> here in a couple in a couple weeks. All right, brother. You have a good one. All right. We'll talk enjoy, to you soon. Enjoy Everybody Saturday. tune in on Saturday. Yes, Hopefully it's John on the, on the broadcast. I like them all. All four of them are great, but John's the best. Oh, I just looked. KMBR is on the tune, so it's gonna be, it'll be, some combination of the yeah, of the a lot four. Of, a lot of times, it I think in my memory, it's John and uh, John Dwayne. And Dave. Oh, and or, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he hits it hard. Because I think <laughs> I think he Dave hits is it deep. <laughs> it is out of here. <laughs> so if you good. stuck around yeah. this long, that was my best uh, Kuiper impression. But. Uh, no, I think uh, Dave is doing a lot of <laughs> doing a lot of college basketball right now. So uh, that's true. I'm pretty that's sure true. it'll be. He's on uh, assignment. Yeah, he's on assignment. Exactly. All right, James. Well, you have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Toodles. <laughs>